research ancient oh. Egypt. Started already? Yeah, we started already. Zach, um, since this is a new miniseries, can you break the bottle on the ship and give us a very special theme song for the Ken Corner miniseries? I'd love to. <clears throat> We're in the corner with Ken. We're in the corner with Ken. We're in the corner with Kenneth Branagh. Thank you so much. No worries, no worries. I didn't know if you'd get that one done in time when you texted me last night and said you were still up in the studio. I was working on it late last night. So, welcome to Ken's Corner. Ken Corner? Ken Corner? Ken Corner. Okay. <laughs> Ken, now, we haven't introduced you yet, but Ken... Thumbs up on Ken Corner or thumbs down for Ken's Corner? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so the reason. <laughs> All right, Ken. So the, signals. the reason uh, we started Ken Corner is because the third Kenneth Branagh Poirot movie was announced. Um, so uh, right around the time we reviewed Death on the Nile, we all got together and we did our predictions of what the next movie was going to be. I had settled on Taken at the Flood. You had settled on, was it Five Little Pigs? No, I can't remember. Murder of Roger Ackroyd, I think. And Zach said, I don't know Hercule Poirot's Christmas or Halloween party. <laughs> and so, of course, Zach ended up being As always. Yep. That was one major blow to me. The second Zach was, always calls it. I checked Agatha Christie News every single day waiting to hear what it was when they announced yeah. what it would be because we had gotten those clues which made it more, like, more interesting to me when they said, you know, Obscure Christie... Uh, post-war Venice, and I checked every single day. I even checked that day that they announced it, but I checked too early before they announced it, and you saw it before me. Yeah, I felt bad about that. But it was... I knew there's no way you could have seen it and not reacted. Right, I would have told you immediately. So it was like, I think my text I sent you was like, oh no, yes, I don't want to have to tell you, and you're like, wait! <laughs> you had to go look. Right. I knew immediately, because then you sent me the link as I was looking at it, so it was like two little pictures of Ken in front of the front of the poster. Pictures of you, Ken. But I haven't introduced you yet. I don't say anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, uh, put your hand over his mouth. <laughs> not that hard. Not that hard. Just like gentle cover his mouth. Oh, sorry. Him. Well, it's, it's done now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you all know that listen to the podcast and that who here, I had a total fanboy meltdown over Death on the Nile. It was the delay of it coming out, me like thinking of every single fact and then watching it like, do I like this? Do I hate this? Do I love this? And, uh, you know, coming away from it, I recognize it's a flawed movie, but I still love to watch it. <laughs> I like enjoy it immensely. Um, and one of my favorite... It was a different time. One of my favorite movie experiences <laughs> uh -huh. that I've ever had. And it's just like a comfort movie for me now. I like to put it on. It's right. It's just very... Just to look at it. I love it. <laughs> um, and so when this is announced, uh, very excited, but I'm making a vow to the whole podcast fandom, and I mean this, it's a vow, that I'm not going to go as crazy as I did on Death of the Nile. An hour and 15 minute episode. <laughs> That's it. Right. <laughs> just five hours of me talking about no no <laughs> if I drive that day I leave <laughs> you know you won't drive um I know you'll lock me here <laughs> give up quick um but I'm not gonna I mean we'll review it 
obviously we'll go into detail on it, I'm sure. But I'm not going to go as nuts about it as I do. And I am going like as hard as a fan. I'm just keeping it very internal because I have great joy in speculating on these movies. I just love it because I love that Christie's getting a big budget treatment. Right. Even if the next movie is like just not good, just the fact that it has it's in the news, her name is in the news, it'll look beautiful, it has these celebrities in it. That's just like perfect for me. And I'll enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, it's it's like um, you know, it's like funyuns for you. Yes, and that then that's how you can't eat them around everybody. Right. Some people are just like, "What are you doing?" Exactly. But you enjoy it. I'm gonna. So I'll turn it down, and I won't. I'll try not because that even though it brings me a lot of joy to do this, I don't. It brings. So your solution to turning it down is to create a miniseries. (laughs) Yep. But the miniseries, the miniseries is going to be enjoyable for all. It's not Ah. just going to be me losing my mind. Okay. That's what I promise. Um. Yeah, and so we brought our good friend Ken on the podcast, and we're just going to like talk about it and talk about the past movies, talk about this upcoming one. So the movie is called A Haunting in Venice, and it's based on Halloween Party. Uh, how did you react when you heard that pick? So, you, you really want to know? Yes. Um, I was disappointed. Were you? Yeah, and I was like, What? And that was what I did. Mm. And then, then it, well, the only thing I could think about is Josh doesn't know. Right. And then that kind of took over. And I was at first like really like, oh no, I hate to be the one to have to tell him that I saw it first. And then, then I got some satisfaction out of knowing that you were like, ah! Well, I wasn't but I was, that you saw I, first. I, I was a little disappointed with the choice, to mm. be honest. And I don't get it. I don't. And I know that I'm not saying, like, no, you had to keep it the way that it was. And I'm sure he'll make some interesting creative choices. Um, is it a little he's, weird? He's right here. It's <laughs> weird that we're saying it in front of him, but right. he seems to be taking it all in stride. I've just never heard him be this quiet for this long. Well, Zach's hand is still over his mouth. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, this is the solving our problem. But I, I, was, I was disappointed. <laughs> anyway. Carry on. You asked my opinion. Yeah, no, there. that's fine. And, and when I when I saw it, I wasn't disappointed. I was surprised. It was like one of the last ones I expected it to be. Right. And I think that's why I was happy, because I wanted to be surprised. Yeah. And I thought I had figured it out, because I kept saying I wanted it to be, like, just a weird choice, but not a horrible choice. Like, I didn't want him to pick, like, Big Four. It would just be so hard to bring to the screen. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted him to pick something that no one talks about. And I kept saying, Mrs. McGinty's dead. Because it's yeah. just like so weird in the middle of the 50s and no one talks about it. And Halloween Party is very similar to that one. So it gave yeah. me like that joy. I, I think I would much rather have seen him do Taken at the Flood or something with a very uh-huh. concrete story. Because Halloween Party is a very... It, it's not an excellent story. I mean, uh-huh. it, it has some good things going in, going on in it. And it's clear that he's, you know, he's not doing a direct uh, Right, it's, yeah, part. it's gonna, he's definitely making some big changes, I'm exactly. sure. But not anything that's gonna be, like, way off. And, like, and again, this is, this is something different. He's done two others that have been made into movies multiple times. Yes. So you kind of have to stick to a formula, and the changes that he made were minor mm-hmm. compared to, like, setting that in Venice is... You know, there's, like, no logical connection there. Yeah. I think it's just because he wanted to. He just wants to go to Venice and film in Venice. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, what I find interesting about it is that, you know, the Agatha Christie estate is saying that it's inspired by Halloween yeah. Party. So, yeah. it's a looser inspiration, but 
when Ken talked about it, and we'll address this soon with him, and there's a like a bead of sweat rolling down his forehead. <laughs> he uh, said that there was some like Halloween party was a. Uh, he talked about it obscure lesser known. He said with like a super clever, and he like listed a few things. So it's clear that there are things that he sees in Halloween party that he wanted to adopt for this movie. Okay. And so I think he, you know, he wants to do the continuation of his character and use some of Christie's uh, mechanics from a story that is not that great because she wrote it in her old age and uh, that would never have gotten the spotlight otherwise. Do you think that the mustache will be back? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he shaved at the end of the night. Right. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a different mustache. I'm just trying to think of, like, if you have to ask the makeup guys, like, okay, you have to make me this mustache and I have to wear it all the time, or you have to make this massive scar on my face that I have to wear all the right. time. I feel and they'd like probably he be like, grow, mustache. I feel like he will grow a mustache. Yeah. Just for, like, the continuity of the character. But it might be a new mustache, like, not the same mustache. That would be cool. I'd like that. So how long are we going to talk about this? All right, Ken. We'd like to talk to you now. <laughs> Man, it was tough it was to like breathe in there. like an imprint of a hand around your mouth. I know, he slapped me pretty hard in the teeth. Oh, sorry, Ken. Sorry, Ken. Sorry, sorry Ken. Sorry, Podcast and almost knocked one of your teeth out. That so, never happened on Stephen Colbert. It's super interesting that you chose two uh, books. You know, they were safe studio bets. They've been yes, made into yeah. movies before. Very popular. You chose a super ex- obscure book. Run us through your thought process. Well, you know... I didn't want to choose another really obvious one, because I love Agatha Christie so much, and everybody knows the classics, right? Everybody's seen the movies, and they love them. But I wanted to have a new experience where somebody could go in who, who's maybe never read the book or never seen uh, one of the old films and have a brand new experience, unlike they've, they've seen before, and that's why I chose this. Wow. And I was feeling pretty spooky at the time. Yeah, spooky. Yeah, because you guys started filming on Halloween. Yes, correct. Which is like, you know, I mean, if you got to start filming sometime, why not, given your source material, but that's, you know. Oh, I, I do committed. see the connection now, yes. <laughs> now I wasn't playing. I, I've, I've forgotten because I changed the name. That, yes. that it was. Yeah. But now. <laughs> See, now that's interesting, you know? Yeah, I should probably throw that as a fact. You're, I, like a you're an fact. interesting guy. You oh, know? You're thank very, you. <laughs> you're a very, very interesting guy, you know? You're really thank holding you. this together, Josh. I mean, I expected you to just be a puddle on the floor. I would now, like you to keep it cool. I, I, I do want to preface this by saying that as being close friends like we all are, I didn't mean to text you when I decided on the new movie. Oh, hey, that's okay. But I, I accidentally <laughs> had sent it to a different uh, Josh. Oh. I sent it to Joshy. Oh. The person who tells Rowley to follow his dreams <laughs> on the bike. <laughs> on the bike, yes. You know, Ken, I wasn't even worried about it, but I really appreciate that you that you're telling me now. <laughs> no worries, man. And I, I, I think it's cool how you change the title because it goes along with the series of Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, and Haunting in Venice. Oh, I kept a thinking, thing in a place. I kept okay. thinking, what other Christie title would finish this trilogy out? And none of them did. So I never it never occurred to me that you would change the name, but it makes sense. Oh, uh, no, see, I never got that. Mm. Okay. I think it makes sense, and I think it's cool. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You know, I, I was originally going to go with Glasgow. Um, a haunting in Glasgow? Yes. <laughs> and I, I love know, that. I was, I was on board with that for a while until all of the uh, Scottish people that we uh, interviewed, I couldn't understand one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I had to go with somewhere else that had a more recognizable accent, something exactly. I could understand better. Right. Um, so you went to Italy? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
<laughs> Alrighty. So, um, the mustache. I'd love to talk about the mustache. Absolutely. I've been pro-mustache since the trailer for Orient Express came out, and I wasn't even like a crazy mega fan back then. Charlotte at the time was anti-mustache, and you've come around? I was. I, I was okay with, with said mustache in the second one, and I'm fine with the mustache having an origin story. Um, so, yeah. Walk I, us through your mustache prop process. Prop, prop process? Thought. Ken, I'm just freaking out a little Cross. bit right now. Walk S. us. Hey, Charlotte. <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life, and you're ruining it. <laughs> Walk us through your thought process when it comes to the mustache. Well, you see, everybody said, go with the little mustache that curls up. Go with the little mustache that curls up. You know, it's the classic one. It's the one everybody knows. But I said, no, I'm not going to. You know why? Because this is a different series. This isn't the old series. This is the new series. And I need it to be recognizable. Yeah. And I want people to know that I'm not going to follow the norm. I'm not going to do what you say. My name is Kenneth freaking Bronner. <laughs> and I do what I freaking well please. Okay? Right. And so I made the mustache big and boisterous. I made it luxurious. Yeah. And I decided that that's how it was going to be. And then I, I liked the thought of... Um, I just, I, I love a black and white section in a film. Oh, yeah. And so I decided that I was going to make a flashback that was black and white, and it, I just decided on war, because <laughs> yeah. I was listening to that song, War, at the time. Oh, like, what is it good for? Yes. That's a good song. It was absolutely nothing. But it turns out there's one thing that war is good for, and that's a mustache <laughs> backstory. Yeah, you pulled that one together. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little worried. Sorry. I know this just should be all you. No, no, you're good. But um, I'm a little worried that it said something, uh, the release said something about this being a supernatural thriller. And of course, Christy always, she would put those elements in her book, but always it would come back around to a logical, right, right. of this world explanation. So I am just saying that I'm going to be very disappointed if this turns into like a Stephen King book. Well, you know, there could be a lot of meanings behind supernatural. Because, for example, the natural state of a man's mustache would not be so <laughs> so luxurious as, as how cool's. Yeah. And therefore, his mustache is supernatural. Uh, He's got you. And actually, I cannot argue with that. Yeah, so take a bite of that there, Charlotte. <laughs> and I'm fairly confident that, you know, that that's a marketing tag. You know, when Ken talked about the clever ideas in Halloween Party, I'm pretty sure that you know, the reflecting the solution of. I, I'm fairly certain that that would be the solution. Of. Right. Ken, uh, this is Zach here. Yes, hello. Um, I was just wondering what your favorite dinosaur was. <laughs> well, you see, that's a really interesting question, but, you know, uh, most, most shows ask me that, but it gets cut out in the final edit. Like Stephen Colbert asked me that. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of times it doesn't go through. But oh dear. Uh, without well, a doubt, we don't edit, so you're fine here. Well, that's you're excellent news. Um, we'll leave a blank spot here. So, uh, <laughs> just to be quite honest, um, I'm not that I'm not that uh, well in tuned with the dinosaurs, but I have always loved uh, the might of the mighty T Rex. Wow, uh, that's really interesting. Uh, and that kind of like leads into my next question, um, and that's <laughs> sorry. Um, if uh, have you ever wanted to ride a T Rex? <laughs> you see, that's another excellently posed question, uh, my handsome man Zach. Um, and figures they'd become best friends. I'd say, I'd say yes. 
Um, I have wanted to ride a, a T-Rex. Um, they are very large and majestic, and I like being high up in the sky. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thanks, Zach, for those questions. Um, so, source... <laughs> so. Um, so. Source material. Um, like we saw with Orient Express, very by the books. He did everything. Uh, and then Death on the Nile... He did a reimagining, and we were both happy. To, it's happy funny to... how you're talking about me, like I'm not here. <laughs> well, I'm just conferring with Charlotte to pose the question. So should I walk away? No, please stay. Okay. I was just going to say that you did a reimagining with Death on the Nile that, that changed some elements that some people were unhappy with, but I think me and Charlotte were both happy with what I was changed. thrilled. Yeah. And uh, that made me enjoy it far more than I did Orient Express. Um, so... With this one, it seems like the natural progression that you're going to use uh, the book in, in more of a transformative way. Um, so what, how, when you read the book, do you choose what you're going to use, what you're not going to use? How are you forming that basis of how true to stay to the text and not anger people? It's all about feeling, you know? I start reading that book, and I get a sense for how it makes me feel. And I'd say that if it makes me feel really nice... <laughs> I go to keep it. And if it makes me feel not so nice, I say, what, in what way could I change this to make myself feel really nice? And when I come to a conclusion that the whole story makes me feel really nice, then I say, alrighty, that seems like it's how I want it to be. And then I show up to the place to record it, or to video, to, to film it. Yes, you just show up. I show, I show up. It's going to us. Everyone's been waiting. That. I told them all, I sent them a text, I said, meet me in Venice, bring the mustache. And they did. And, you know, since I got that really nice feeling, it's, it's, it's how I've decided what I want to keep. That's a great answer. It is. Um, with casting, I wanted to talk about casting. How do you feel about the cast of, of this third one? It's a little less uh, uh, star-studded than the last two. I felt... Um... I, I felt kind of dumb because I only knew like two people I know by their name, and I was disappointed in myself. But I was also glad that 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 Ken was you know yes. making some choices, just interesting choices, and I'm sure that whatever you chose, you had very good reasons for. But I, a little bit of like a snob, I like to be like, oh yeah, I know who these people are, instead of like, oh no, these are new names that I can explore and investigate. Absolutely, I can see that about you. I, I like knowing everything ahead of time. <laughs> yes, now. Um, one thing I thought was really neat about it was, you know, Orient Express, we had Josh Gad. He was the wild card and did a great performance. Then we had Death on the Nile, uh, Russell Brand. Amazing yes. performance. Do you, mm -hmm. Can you guess what my favorite line is from Russell Brand in Death on the Nile? Oh, boy. You know, he had so many. <laughs> but uh, if I recall from the previous episodes of the podcast, which I do listen you to. You listen to our podcast? Yes, I do. That's honestly a little embarrassing. Um, yes, it is actually uh, a bit for you, because you really go hard on your love uh, for me specifically. But if I had to guess, it would be like, what do you want me to say? That's it. That's exactly what That I'm is. ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't do it quite as... That's why I got Russell Brand to do it instead of myself. Yeah, it would be weird if you played two characters. In the yes, movie. I mean, one would have mustache, one would not have mustache. Right. And, and or the scar, so, it, you know, you couldn't tell me apart, but... It's nice that we can listen to Charlotte blow her nose while we talk about this. Yes. <laughs> Ken, um, I'm just such an admirer of your work, really. 
Thank you very much. I even like your movies outside of, of the Agatha Christie verse. Ah, like, such as? Uh, I loved Henry V. That's a good one. Um, I loved uh, Belfast. I just saw that. The oh, yes. Black what and a, white. One of my favorite. Again, I love a black and white. Yeah, it's great. Black and so white. So why not do it all? All of it. Black exactly. Yeah, and it was about your childhood, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that, sound, that seemed rough. Um, I even like Artemis Fowl, which people said they really didn't like, but I kind of like it's, it. It's really, you know, that one's controversial. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. Yeah, it seemed like you were doing one for your kids, right? Yes, absolutely. Anyway, what I was waiting for Charlotte to uh, blow her nose to say was the wild card of Thanks this for one being subtle. seemed to be Tina Fey on the casting list. Like that's Oh, the one, yeah, I forgot. That's the one that surprised there. me the most, and that's the one, like the same with Josh Gad and Russell Brand. I can't picture Tina Fey playing a role like that, in, like, you know, in a Christie period piece. Can you? Yeah, I, no, I'm not sure. I mean, Christie did very often have wild card American yeah. like novelty characters so I feel like there's yes. a place for that um, well I also wanted to get Amy Schumer in this <laughs> well I'm glad that you just got Tina Fey so what did you see in her like you know what is it that, that interests you with like you know throwing a comedian in there to, to what it, how do you pick these casts I like to keep people on their toes and I like to give people an opportunity in a style that maybe they aren't given a lot such as Josh Gad he's, he's the funny man but he's not the funny man in my movie. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> why not mix it up a little bit, you know? Ken, you just, like, you looked at me, you, had this, you locked eyes with me, and you looked like, like a dementia patient for a wow. moment. That seems really rude Wandering to say. down the hallways, you looked a little lost. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think we're all lost, you know? Yeah. Like, we only have... We get put on autopilot sometimes, and we just need to go with the flow, you know? And the flow says, get Tina Fey up in this. Did that make you feel very nice when you heard it? <laughs> it made me feel very nice. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking at the cast, because I don't... So Excellent. It says Kelly Riley, who yes. is the, uh, the redhead who played in the Robert yeah. Downing Jr. versions of Sherlock Holmes mm. as Mary Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very she's interesting. In a, she's in a she has been She has been in a Poirot, in Sounds a Suchet like Poirot, excuse yeah. me. Um, and uh, was she in any Marples? I don't think that she was. She's in so much now, I can't but she's, remember. She's been in a lot. Michelle Yao, of course. Yeah. Is it Yao or you? I think yeah. it's Yo. Yo, thank you. Yo. Um, yo, yo. And I know who Jamie Dornan is, but it's not Yeah, so clicking. Jamie Dornan, he was in Belfast. Um, okay. He, he's, a, he's a really good actor. And then the kid is also from Belfast, the little kid. That's Jude there. Hill? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Jude Hill. Yeah, he, he was, he's cool. I, I was a little worried because in Halloween Party, a, a kid gets drowned in the a bucket bobbing for apples. So I was right. a worried you're going to kill Jude Hill. I mean, you never know. Yeah, keep me on my toes. Could keep you on your toes. Yeah, so I didn't recognize as many names, but I like with the names that I do, I'm quite pleased with that I see. I'm just, it's really bothering me that I can't figure out what I have seen Jamie Dornan in. Because his face doesn't look familiar, yeah. but his name is. Right. So, I wish I had an app that would tell me. Well, the Charlotte app wouldn't tell you because it's programmed to to mimic your brain. So it would oh, be yeah. like, mm -hmm. I don't know. That sound, that sounds right. So he was, he was also in Belfast? Oh, that's interesting. Ken, did I not just say that? You said the little yeah. kid from Belfast. No, they're both in Belfast. Oh, okay, sorry. The two of them, yes. They're, See how they're both in Belfast. <laughs> I like that, Ken. You know, I, I, sometimes I wonder how this working environment goes. <laughs> Um, it could be unhealthy. Oh man! At times, I, I could see that. Movies? Yes, he was. That's I'm usually just here for the ride, Ken. Yeah, and I I appreciate that about you. 
tag your favorite. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, do you have any more questions for Ken? Um, I, I don't think that I do. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us any more about the movie? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you that you're going to love it. All right? You're going to love it, and you're going to say, Ken, give me some more. And who knows? You know, hopefully we'll be able to give you some more. Maybe throw another wild card in there next time. <laughs> Ken, you're, you are cheeky. I am. I'm a cheeky man. You are cheeky. Well, Ken, we, thank you so much. Zach, did you have anything else to say? Um, if you could just give me a guess, what's the highest number that you could count to? <laughs> well, you know, that's really interesting oh, because I know the answer is that I've counted to 1,048. And I told them because I pitched this movie uh, to the producers and they said, no, Ken, no, that's not going to happen. We're going to do a more mainstream one. We're going to do one that everybody's going to recognize. And I said, I'm going to stand here and count <laughs> until you say yes. And oh, I started at one. That was a long time. I got to 1,048 before they said, okay, Ken, stop counting. We'll let you do it. Wow. See, that aren't you glad great, I asked that question, Josh? That was a great uh, I'm, tactic. I am I'm really happy I got that little tidbit of, of behind-the-scenes movie magic. You know, Zach, they don't always give you the appreciation that you deserve, and I think that was a fantastic question, and that Josh should get off your back about many things. All right, (laughs) wrap this up. Thanks for coming. All right, thanks for having me. (laughs) Bye, Ken. Goodbye. Man, that's a sweet guy. That went really well. Yeah, he's very friendly. I wonder if we'll ever get him to come back. Um, I got his number, so. Oh, yeah. And he was supposed to text you, but he didn't. Well, I'd like for him to come back when we talk about some other movies. Uh, I know we wanted to discuss, see how they run. So maybe Ken could give us some insights as we talk about some of our issues with that movie. And <laughs> well, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see if he shows up. I mean, he's just over there in the sunroom. Just, he can't seem to figure out the door. Accurate. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I can't figure out the door. Okay, Ken. We're Which gonna, one is? We're going to wrap it up. so dumb. Pull it towards you. <laughs> oh, this is Ben, Ken Corner. <laughs> this is Ben. Man, I love that guy. <laughs> this is Ben, Ken Corner. We're in the corner with Ken. <laughs> We're in the corner with Ken. We're in the corner with Kenneth Branagh.